Welcome to Crumpets and Kerosene, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons game. Uh, not just Crumpets and Kerosene, but it's the Golden Age. And today we have our full crew. As of now, we've we've lost a few people along the way, yeah, as, as it always happens in D&D world, but we're pushing forward, right? Everybody, you know, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, so yeah, I'm your host, Dungeon Master Kelly. And uh, around our table, we have... Mm, we're gonna start with uh let's start with elizabeth and the question for you and everybody else uh what's your favorite band and your character's favorite band now being from the 1800s obviously it's not gonna be like perfect circle or something like that because that'd be badass oh come on (laughs) what do you got (laughs) Hi, I'm Bettina. I am from Denmark, and I play Elizabeth Everly. Um, she's a ranger. Um, I nice. guess my favorite band, I'm not really sure. I think the closest I will get is Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, okay. And for, <laughs> for Elizabeth, it will be some classical music like Chopin that will fit into what she grew up with. Um, she... I don't think, no, she didn't learn to play the piano, but her mom, her mother was able to. So that's what she grew up with more than more in, instead of going to see bands as such. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's uh, move on to uh, Charles, the wolf. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Philippe, and I play Charles Wolfwood, uh, uh, the cleric. Um, I don't think. As for my uh, favorite band, I have many, uh, but so it's a difficult. But all around, maybe Queen. Okay, there you go. As, nice. as for Charles, uh, spending his younger days in Scotland and uh, his. Uh, part of his uh, young uh, adulthood in a monastery as some kind of um, choir music thing something like that maybe uh, oh yeah like the triangles or like the the, the, the and uh, and uh, the like the Quite, I, I'm missing the name right now, oh, but uh, yeah, 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 the like all the, the monks singing and doing the vocals. That's all right. We'll, we'll use your monastery, your the monastery you came from. We'll just make up a, a yeah, like a group there. And they they travel, so like they go over the place. Yeah, they're here. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah, I got you. And you, you don't you don't have to hold your mic up to your thing because you got a lot of extra breathing and you can just let it hang you okay sorry okay Okay. and cut that out okay and so going down to our last member uh blanche uh my name's stephanie i play blanche the wizard um my favorite uh band in real life is blood and uh blanche's favorite musical group uh from her time is like a gothy type uh group uh, that she would sneak out and uh play with called noble witches noble witches hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> right on oh, i like that do they play like rooms and stuff that'd be awesome <laughs> Start playing <laughs> uh, no i saw a thing i saw a thing on facebook where there's a guy wiping off his car 
He's like, I hope my wife doesn't get mad that I'm using her transportation. He's using a broom to wipe off the snow from the car. <laughs> I <was> like, damn, <laughs> that's deep. Uh, I would have to say my favorite band is uh, Tool because I saw them this weekend. And not just because I saw them, but I've been listening to them since 94. Uh, and then all the NPCs, their favorite band is uh, The Sounds of Screaming Death. And <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all they're used to. Uh, and the sounds of the wild. Um, yeah, we'll put that in some type of soundtrack for everybody. At least 90 minutes of gameplay of screams and yells, and that'll be a dungeon or something. Uh, all right, so last time you guys it's met up... the start to an episode. <laughs> yeah, perfect start. Yeah, perfect start. Uh, last time we left off, you guys made it through the uh, inner city walls to the outer city. You ran into some shady characters dealt with that situation uh now you're finally at the apothecary and uh, abraham is giving you a laundry list of tasks to complete uh to gain reputation along with the other little things that you purchased and uh so yeah we left off trying to figure out bodies you want to either exhume or bring back or resurrect or uh you know solve their problem I think we ended up with like having a map um, with bodies, kind of. Yeah, you got the city map. Down, down on right where we can see where everyone is at, and we just need to figure out where to go from here. Yeah. So on the map, uh, each district has uh, not every district because there's there's twelve districts, but uh, there's a few on the outer wall uh, near the dock. I'll have to pull up the map to show y'all. Uh, and then there's quite a few back in the inner city. Uh, the ones on the outer, those ones are the ones that are the mysterious death. Like maybe a family member might have often tried to get inheritance or whatever. So down here is the apothecary. Uh, there's this house here and across from, there's a couple in here, uh, but I figure we'll do one adventure per episode. So do you want to start in the inner city or do you want to hang out down here? Before we leave, Elizabeth will, she's looking at the map and she's seeing those different dots and she's remembering that, that thing that was imprinted on her hand and she's like, I do believe you said that I couldn't leave this district until this quest is done. It will allow me to go to the different houses and make oh. sure that I can revive this bod these bodies, right? So there's not nothing's going to happen to me from doing so. Uh, he's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you can, you can, uh, as long as you don't leave the city, the city walls. Okay, the city. Okay. And, and as Thank long as you. you stay on task, like uh, he looks over and kind of whispers in your, he's like, just go in the direction of the uh, the map is shown on there, and and the snake won't kill you. So yeah, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And uh, you notice that the thing in your hand that he imprinted originally, it's moving slightly, uh, like it's alive. And it's not disturbing at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. And what was your name again, please? I didn't catch it before. Ah, well, I didn't throw it, but uh, my name's Abraham. 
Abraham, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> gives you finger guns, and his fingers are like really gnarly looking, and he's got some rings on, and he looks like he's been through some some stuff. All right, perfect. Um, I think. Uh, would we need to remove the corpses from wherever we find them and bring them outside to some other place? And if so, do you have like a cart of some kind we borrow? Something. Oh. Hey, you're the first people to ask that question. Usually they just do it like right at the service and it's horrifying. And then they end up killing the people again because <laughs> they're like, burn them at the stake. They're a witch. And then when he raises his arms up, he's got really cool tattoos. And uh, Blanche, roll me a d20. Uh, or, yeah, roll a d20 with uh, history. I used to say roll 20 and be like, what? Oh, like, right, yeah, roll a d20. <laughs> Sorry. We hope that you. 23, Jesus. I rolled an 18 and I have plus five. <laughs> oh my God. Nice. Uh, you recognize some of those tattoos uh, being some stuff that you saw back in your house uh, um, when you were in the basement going through that library that you ran into uh, before you got sucked into the world. and you saw some of those images on some of your ancestors that were down there. Uh, they've had the same witch tattoos and like broomsticks and stuff like that and like uh, different symbols of that sort. And then you see an hourglass, you see a compass, a watch that's very familiar that you've seen that uh, that uh, uh, Charles is carrying around but he's not with you guys right now but uh, very similar to something like that and he goes yeah I got a cart back here and he like waves you guys to the back <laughs> there's a whole line of carts and he's like man I've been waiting to hand these things out and people never <laughs> ask about them <laughs> he's like do you need some shovels too oh well, you're not burying these ones I forgot. I'm getting my, my quest mixed up oh, sorry uh, yeah. Uh, take them wherever you want, but just remember when they come back to life, they're usually they they, they could be irrational. No one knows how they actually died, and, and so if they died a horrible, like if they're being strangled, they might be aggressive when they run into you. So keep that in mind. All right. Um, thank you so much. And since you mentioned shovels, are there any of the corpses we need to revive that have already been buried. In that case, we might need the shovels. Ooh, you know what? Um, I didn't get all the information, but the longer you take to do this, like some of them, like all these people recently just passed in the last three days-ish. Um, so it depends on the family. Can we borrow a shovel just in case? Ah, uh, yes. Please. Would you like uh, a shovel and a hoe? And he picks up one of those diggings and a pick. I think I, I got a pick here too. So, oh, there it is. Nate grabs like one of those like picks next to like a rusted old scythe just laying on the ground. Um, sure. Thank you. If you can spare it, <laughs> thank you very much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, you see Twig walk over to the site and he's like, yeah, look at me, I'm cutting things down. And he takes a huge swipe 
and he cuts through all of this uh, hanging uh, leather that they are, you know, pelts and stuff that the guy had hanging around. He rolled it too. So he just blindly swung it. Uh, and he just got a bunch of stuff. And he's like, uh, and he like throws it on the ground and uh, walks behind you guys again. <laughs> None to see here. The guy's like, oh, oh damn it. Oh, and it was like herbs and all kinds of stuff. He just took this whole thing down. He's like, oh, I've been drying those for a month. Damn it. Tweet, you're not helping. <laughs> you need to stay, stay still cart. and be quiet. He grabs the cart. He's like, I'm helping, I'm helping. He starts rolling the cart out to the street. Where are we going? Okay. Okay. okay, fine. Stay stay with Wolf for now, please. Thank you. All right. He turns back around and <laughs> now he's like right behind you, uh, Charles. And uh, like really close to you and you can, you can smell that. Of rum on him. Wait. Fresh. When was the last time you were sober? Ah! <laughs> uh, 1869. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. Uh. <laughs> Uh, what's uh, so we have a cart now? Yep, we got a cart, uh, a shovel, a pick, and a hoe. Uh, no, this question was from, from Charles to Craig. Uh. <laughs> so we have a cart now, Craig? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> do we have somewhere to start with this weird thing? Uh, uh, he pulls out his compass and he goes, uh, Does someone have the map? Um, that would be uh, Elizabeth has, has the map as far as I know. I think she was handed everything. And I'm guessing she's been following behind the cart to the front of the store again. So they are standing all together. Yeah. And, and Twig and... walks over to you and he goes, oh, Can I see the map real quick? Can you set it down on the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can use the, the bottom of the cart here. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That way we all can and, see. And so he flips the cart upside down so it's not on the wheels. <laughs> yeah, the bottom of the cart. Good idea. Of, of course he does. Uh, do you yes, set the map? please. <laughs> what do you want to show us? So you put the map on the cart, right? Yes. He sets On the bottom his... of the cart. On the bottom of the cart. Because <laughs> you told him on the bottom of the cart. So he literally took you for your word. Uh, and he, right. sets, he sets his compass on it. And... For the first time, you actually see this compass, uh, and it looks really weird. And as it's sitting there, the dials it's spinning really fast. And you notice that all the marked check marks on the map start to like wiggle, and they move, and they just kind of shoot off of the map, and they're floating, and they just go inside of the the compass, like through like the little dial in the in the center of it. And then it slows down and it points in the direction. He goes, ah, I guess uh, that way. And he uh, puts it back in his pocket and then hands you the map. And all the X's are still on the map. He goes, uh, yeah, cool, thanks. Um, what you saw, does that add up with, um, you pointed to our map before and uh, there was, was um, one corpse nearby. Um, does the compass add up to that? Yeah, so basically, 
he just took the uh, all the stuff, and so it's basically where he needs to be the fastest, or the, it's the fastest direction, the fastest, like it, it takes you to where you need to go uh, the quickest. So basically it's taking you to the first uh, building. The closest one, right? Yep. It's always, his compass will always take you where you need to go first, or what it thinks is first. Okay. Um, well, after having seen this, uh, Elizabeth looks down and then up to up at uh, Wolf and Blanche and, and gestures a bit in that direction and, and asks if should we just try and get this done and see how easy we can get around it and start here since we're here now? I think we should start somewhere, so maybe, yeah. Uh, do we still need this cart? Please, yes, please. Twig, we still need... Would you please turn the cart the right way? Ah, Not with the two. He's like, uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> you hear a pop sound, and he goes, uh. <laughs> Charles begrudgingly tries to help Twig. Oh, you you pick it up easily. Uh, roll a strength <clears throat> check. <laughs> but he grabs his back. He's like, ah, ah. Okay, strength. Uh, so just strength, right? Yeah, it's, so it's a strength modifier for. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Seventeen. Uh, yeah, you pick it up. <laughs> you basically pick it up, and it was super light. You just look over at him, and he's like, ah, to give you like this weird thumbs up, and his thumbs like crooked, and it, you see him like patting himself, and he grabs like this vial, and he like chugs it back, and and then it's like, oh, yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, Twig? Huh? One of these days, uh, we may need to have a talk. Okay? <laughs> I already know your... about the birds and bees, and he like, grabs the shovel and stuff, puts it in the cart, picks it up, and starts walking. <laughs> okay, birds and bees. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Um... And he starts so, the direction. Okay. I think uh, we followed the uh, way yep. <laughs> for the first point. <laughs> it always works out when he leads you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it doesn't. Um. <laughs> Before Twig takes you the wrong direction or leads you to infinite doom, uh, let's hear a little word from the Ice and Dice Convention. Um, Angela, take it away. Can you imagine meeting the creators of your favorite tabletop games? Or maybe you're looking for new adventures. Then join us January 20th through the 22nd, 2023, when Ice and Dice welcomes the creator of Vampire the Masquerade, as well as other writers, artists, and illustrators from the world of darkness. Ice and Dice is a tabletop gaming convention in Cincinnati, Ohio, that recognizes the importance of both the indie creators working on new games and the giants of the gaming world. Immerse yourself in the world of darkness, Shadowrun, Wanderhome, and Good Society. Come discover new indie games that will capture your imagination. You're thinking, I'm into that. Where do I sign up? I'm so glad you asked. Go to iceanddice.com. That's ice, A-N-D, dice.com. There you'll find event details and a link to purchase your badge. You can also find us on Facebook. See you there.
the first house he brings you and it's it's not that far but you as you guys approach along the road here you see that yeah. there's a whole crowd of people well not a huge crowd it's like uh 10 people standing outside okay and you see the box uh and it looks like they're doing a service uh and you see like a, a priest uh he's wearing red robes with gold trim uh, and it's got a black symbol uh across the chest you can't really see it but he's got a huge white beard and he's you know doing his thing uh, and everybody else is like crying and their heads down and you can see uh the box but you can't see inside of it and twig's like doo, 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 as you guys are like like twig be quiet huh okay please he puts Thank his head you. down he's like okay he sets the wagon he's like now what do we do uh does the uh, the people around do all all of them all of the 10 people do they and priest do they seem sad oh yeah does anybody that stands out as ah i'm so sad but not really can uh yeah you see can i can i sense something like that yeah do do a perception roll let's do that D stuff i almost just gave it to you Silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, perception. Yep. And not with an uh, so perception. Uh, where is it? Sorry. Uh, so not with a seven. Uh, you you, you just kind of look, but you don't really know what you're specifically yeah. looking for, deception wise. Uh, Blanche, roll me a, um, hmm, what would this fall into? I'd say Arcana. So fall into your subclass. Your witch. <laughs> I rolled a seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you get this weird feeling, um, briefly just runs across kind of like a cold chill like a spidey sense uh you just that guy talking uh just seems to really turn you a certain way where you're just like oh no um yeah, your spidey sense kicks off but you don't it doesn't you, you roll too low to anything uh, so yeah he's giving a speech there's people crying the husband is standing next to him on the opposite side of the casket or the wood box uh and he doesn't appear i'll give it to you doesn't really he has like a somber look but he has a dry face like eh. everybody else is bawling their eyes out and he's just kind of like how long is this going to last kind of vibe um okay. Charles, being uh, being a cleric, okay, he approaches um, Elizabeth and, uh, and Blanche. Uh, well, I at first glance I didn't know, notice anything, but the the husband seems a bit off, don't you think? Don't you guys think? Yeah. Uh, uh, if you want, 
uh, maybe I can try to speak with the, the priest and the, the husband, trying to give some condolences or stuff. Uh, and maybe you can try to, maybe I can uh, distract them and maybe you can do something about it or what do you think? Uh, Elizabeth kind of, she looks over and, and notices them. She, she's not that great with people, she's better with animals, but she just noticed that something seems to be slightly off. Um, but m most likely not in the same same way as um, Wolf and Blanche. Um, and then looks back and goes, I think you as a cleric going over there and asking seems like a really good idea. And for now, instead of um, instead of trying a distraction, maybe we can ask if we can take the coffin and roll it on away to where it needs to be buried. And if we can get away with it that way, then maybe it'll be a perfect way of dealing with it if we can get just either a bit ahead or have it a bit to ourselves for a little while. I gave you 30 experience okay. points for that pallbearer plan. Yeah, I like that. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Charles was going to run up there and goes, mass resurrection! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have done if I was high enough level. I'd be registering. <laughs> Screw you, DM. <laughs> um, Everyone's awake and alive. Yeah. No. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Grandpa? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so who wants to go? And uh, and it seems like he's, the speech is wrapping up. People are like, they're leaving flowers and stuff. And all the, uh, uh, a combination of... Uh, you know, you can tell which households they're, you know, clumped together as a group. And you see yep. both uh, male and female bringing, like, boxes and food to leave with the uh, uh, grieving husband. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looks like it's wrapping up and the priest is doing his thing. And, uh, and uh, yeah, who wants to go up and uh, try to deceive the situation okay uh charles mind? <laughs> yeah yeah uh, charles will uh, i will start walking but first wait stay with the car huh? oh yeah. thank you <laughs> lash is gonna kind of uh grab charles arm and be like kind of watch out for the guy just i don't know i have a weird feeling about him too so uh, if he says anything off okay a anything i should be aware of especially aware of i don't know i just kind of got a weird feeling it's hard to say <laughs> she's like okay. take this soul gym soul gym and jam <laughs> deep into his heart i don't think he's a good person uh, <laughs> yeah, right before you told him he, he was about to say like i'll do it he's like does like this huge back crack and he like looks back at you guys and right before he opens his mouth you're like just stay here and he's like oh yeah, as Charles walked away, he can hear Elizabeth saying, Actually, Twig, please just sit in the cart and sit still for now. Ooh, okay. And he sits in the back of the cart, kind of leans back, and the cart slowly yes. goes like this. <laughs> like, ah, at least I don't have to tilt my head back now. <laughs> as long as you sit still, you can do whatever you want. Uh, yeah, so who's walking over? 
Carl, I I'm walking over there to, okay. to the husband and the priest. Um, yeah, it seems like it's wrapping up as you're walking closer and closer. And as you walk off, uh, Elizabeth and Blanche, from the inside of the cart, you hear like, oh no, do you think there were dead bodies in here before? Do you see his little hand go, do Yeah, so you you reach uh, you reach the priest and stuff, and they, they've wrapped it up. So it's like, you didn't know I just interrupt the thing to me. Big on you! Um, I vanquish thee. <laughs> uh, and it, he looks uh, at you, but he doesn't look at you in a greeting way. He looks at you like outsider. Seems a little off-put from it. Um, sorry to, to intrude uh, in this dark moment. Uh, please accept uh, my... Uh, the condolences uh, our fr- my friends and I have to um, for you in this dark moment uh, we would be glad to help you in any way possible to alleviate these, these moments the, the uh, man in robes uh, puts his hand out and he's like ah, anything you're willing to give to the church my son will be most helpful. And his hand looks cold, veiny, like white. You can see red and black veins. It's really creepy. And his fingernails are really weird. He's got rings, but you can't see him because his hands, his palms open. But you see that he's got like three massive rings on that hand. But he reaches out to you. Um... If you are so inclined to help, he has a little green. We, we are inclined to help, uh, but unfortunately, uh, I do not believe uh, uh, we have the means to do. We will gladly help the church in any way, in any other way uh, uh. We, we are able to. His hand's still out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, because let me check. Uh, if, yeah. if, if not payment, uh, I am more than happy to take any donations or services. And he has a little grin as he finishes his sentence. Is already giving me very, very strange vibes. Yeah, you like, turn back and look at everybody like, guys? Guys? Uh, Elizabeth, shoot an hour three seconds, please. Uh, do Elizabeth see, um, no, no, like no, looking no. around and just start going up to him or <laughs> I you can do whatever you want you just see you see that the yes, conversation he looks, looks doesn't... like he's he's flustered about something I'm gonna yeah, yeah. go and join it him and, and does yes. not definitely does not look like it's going well uh Blanche <laughs> um Blanche is gonna go over and uh talk to the husband kind of stand by the body 
Okay. Um, you guys make it over to Charles. Uh, and as soon as you walk over to the husband, uh, Blanche, do a perception. 11. Uh, as you walk past them, you and the priest pass glances. And for a brief moment, you get a flash, like a tree burning and someone screaming and you see shadowy figures off in the distance uh, and they seem to be in the same attire as the person that uh, you cross paths. And you get this weird feeling as he, as you look, as you cross his path, his lips, like, you can softly hear a like uh, a hiss or something towards you, but no one else sees this, which is, um, it's very quick, but it's a in the moment kind of thing, something directed specifically to you. You make it over to the husband, and Elizabeth, what would you like to do? You see Charles is like, <laughs> trying to figure out, this guy's hand is out, like, waiting for something. Okay, um, Elizabeth will uh, walk up and stand um, next to next to Charles and and say, um, so have um, Charles, did you ask yet if we could um, help them by taking uh, the coffin and moving it to the graveyard for them? Uh, I offered our help and uh, support. Uh, I have not done that uh, really so uh, I apologize for that good sirs and uh, we will gladly uh, help you in that oh you're just the okay he curls his hand and right before he closes his hand Twig's arm comes through the middle of you guys he goes what's up Jack and he like, puts a bottle <laughs> in his hand uh, and he guy pulls his hand back fast and the liquid kind of the cap wasn't on for some reason but the liquid comes out and you see briefly do a perception check uh both of you uh charles and elizabeth mm-hmm. okay well not the guy in twig because then i'd have to roll it <laughs> no, no blanche it could be blanche I, uh, oh, yeah, I turn that uh six six and Charles uh, perceptions so uh, 22 yes okay so yeah Elizabeth you didn't really, you didn't catch it but this empty vial the tip of it was facing towards his wrist so when the guy pulled his hand back it kind of went down his wrist and um, Charles you see that a slight smoke and uh, as soon as the liquid touched his uh, skin, it immediately evaporated and smoked. And you see him like kind of like, ah! He like throws it off to the side. Uh, do me a history check uh, with your... With your natural answer. 20! Oh, natural 20. Okay. Let's you know history, uh, 23. Total 23. So, with, with your knowledge of the books that you have, you recognize this as because you like he didn't really get the guy's hand and the way it looked yeah. before, but it kind of got you now. Like you put two and two together, that the liquid yeah. evaporated as if it was like holy water touching an unholy soul, uh, 
and it wasn't a lot. It, I, there was just maybe a couple tablespoons of it inside this flask, neatly placed in like a test or something. Adi throws it off to the side and he goes, ah, ah, vagrant, don't touch me. And Twig just kind of turns around and goes, going back to <laughs> my wagon. Da, 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 put together my crossbow. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he saunters uh, off back towards the wagon. And uh, so, Blanche, you, the grieving husband, is looking at you now. She approaches him um, and she just kind of goes up, uh, puts her hand on her shoulder. Um, I'm very sorry for your loss. Is there anything we can do to help today? He grabs your hand. <laughs> uh, as soon as you touch his shoulder, he's like, ah, and he grabs your hand. And um, immediately with your awesome powers of the past, you immediately see like an instant flashback of like the day before possibly, you're not really sure, but the woman that's in the box that you see now that you're standing next to him, she's walking around and you see him stirring like something and he's telling her like he's poured a drink and he's like let's celebrate and then he didn't drink his and she drank her drink and then several minutes later she was passed out on the ground and then you come back to um, present moment and he lets he lets go you kind of shudder a little bit she just kind of uh, stares at him blankly for a second and uh, murderer (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she kind of squints her eyes at him and just kind of takes a few steps back uh, and she's kind of looking over to see if uh, Charles and Elizabeth are close by trying to get their attention (laughs) so as you're doing that the same moment of, of that whole transaction with the priest um, what's happening at the same time so they, they don't they're they're distracted with that moment so they did not see your um, because it, it all happened at the same time okay and then you notice um, that the, the guy threw his arm back and he threw the flask but you're focused on uh, the uh, the husband and okay smiles at you well um <laughs> so she's uh slowly make her way over to Charles and Elizabeth to kind of grab them. <laughs> so <Yeah>. if we can... <laughs> You're like, how can I help you? She just walk away from him after he touches you. <laughs> oh, I need my safety net. <laughs> and just walks away. Uh, and as you turn away, he's like, would you like a drink? We should We should celebrate. I mean, we should, we should definitely... Uh, t- so what are you guys doing here as, as he uh, talks to the rest of you at the same time? And the priest saunters off quickly after his hand uh, sizzled. <laughs> a loud hiss and he turned into a bat. And away I go! No. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, it's a vampire. Um... <laughs> But it's a Disney one, so it's like the one from like uh, Ferngully. So it's just flapping. Wait, where's the <laughs> It's just flapping uncontrollably. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not a wicked, awesome, cool. 
at the moment. Uh, but no, he does not do that. He uh, he grabs his wrist and he looks at all of you and he like, uh, and he like runs off. <laughs> really weird. Uh, everybody else is just in, kind of like scattering, but normal. In, it, in which direction? Uh, he's going. Um, so you guys are. Uh, right here, he's going down this path. Okay. Looks like he's and going to the district of, like, the black market, all the naughty stuff. Okay. But uh, does this priest have, uh, he doesn't have the the same robes as the one we found in the, the no, church, the, right? Those were those were white and gold. This was black white and gold, gold okay. Okay. No, it is not the Red Wizards of Thay. Wizards, you don't need to freak out. <laughs> All right. Oh, second edition. Um, I'll get you. Forgotten Realms, I'll destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, everyone's left the supposedly poor grieving husband completely alone with the coffin containing yep. his dead wife. Yeah, everybody seems to walk Lovely. off, and he uh, looks at you guys and he goes, "Yeah, um, uh, here's," and he throws down like five copper. Uh, there's uh, the lid somewhere's around here, and uh, uh, just make sure she's at least twelve feet down. And he walks off. Lovely. Um, thank you. Uh, rest assured. Your wife will be put to uh, the most peaceful rest. Um, by the way, I didn't catch the, the name of the priest. Uh, how was how was uh, it called? As you as you say that from the, from all the way at the cart, from inside the cart, laying flat, all you hear is, "I thought we we're bringing him back, not burying him." God. <laughs> <laughs> You will have to Sorry. excuse oh. our friend. The guy rolled. Uh, the guy rolled. He's a not two. well. The guy rolled a two, and he's like, "What?" And he didn't hear it. <laughs> Please ignore our friend. Uh, he's like, Looks and, and huh? <laughs> oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. Why don't you guys come in, and we can have a conversation about it. Maybe have a drink or two. Uh. Blanche kind of grabs uh, Charles and Elizabeth's shoulders and just kind of very subtly shakes her head, no. <laughs> no, no, you gotta do it dramatically. Grab their faces and be like, no, we can't. <laughs> What's wrong with her? <laughs> you need to uh, put your friend um, in a home or something. She's gooping. Um, okay, uh, Charles isn't really... Well, he understood that the man wasn't really very sorrowful for from his wife at least for what from what he said um could he could could i as charles understand more or less that uh, uh, blanche was really not well she's worried obviously but more or less why she's worried even if she doesn't um, openly state it in any way yeah as he opens the door you can Blanche, you see the same as you saw in the the vision that you just had the same setup kind of like through the doorway that you could see like from down by the steps but it, it does look 
very familiar. Charles, uh, I think, taking everything in consideration, um, he excuses, excuses, uh, good sir, give us just a minute. Um, and he turns to Blanche and Elizabeth and, um, well, the guy doesn't seem very worried that he, why his wife just died and, uh, he, uh, Charlie's saying this really um, uh, low, trying not to be heard by the man. Um, and uh, if we revive the woman without doing anything, I'm afraid for her safety, or we just so we can try to do something here and then revive her or just revive her and follow our path what do you guys think what do you think so blanche and twig shut up <laughs> play, play with your bottle very good so so blanche uh, she lowers her voice so it doesn't go beyond us um and she just says don't drink the wine. We can't drink the wine. Don't ask me how I know. Just do not take anything that man gives us. He comes uh, out Elizabeth, uh, giant equally in a little voice is... <laughs> Elizabeth in an equally little voice agrees that, yeah, we, we need to get... If we can just excuse ourselves, say that we came by, we're willing... We felt sorry for him and we were we're willing to offer him some help. He doesn't have to pay us. Like, he can get the five copper bag if he wants to, um, just so we can get um, the coffin onto the cart and just drag it towards the graveyard. Yeah, she agrees. She thinks that's probably best. Okay. I, he walked back in the room, so you guys can just hammer oh. it shut. And... Oh, he cared a lot for his... Uh, for Keith Preacher. Yeah, it, 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 that's already <laughs> proven. So, uh, so, okay, maybe we just pick up the the, yep. the coffin and follow up. Or... Twig, get yeah. the card over here. We need your help and we need the card. Don't fall. Don't trip. Oh, you, you guys, and he sits up in the cart, like, leans back down, and he's like, <laughs> just a pack mule around here. <laughs> And he makes it over, and he's like, you want me to load this thing, too? He grabs the hammer and nails, slides the top on him. Are we shutting this thing, or what? Okay, okay, yeah, fine. Please, loosely, and please be gentle, and then let us all get the coffin up onto the cart, and let's go. He looks at you, and he goes, do you not think I know how to work a hammer and nail? No. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he rolled the one. He's got a nail in her head now or something. <laughs> well, he's he's looking at you as he's holding the giant. These nails are huge because they're coffin nails that are this long. And he literally just smashes his hand with the hammer. It completely misses the nail. He goes, ah! <laughs> You know, he drops the hammer and he's like, ah, now I can't carry it. You're gonna have to. Fine. Just don't run off. Don't run off. Don't run away. 
Please. Uh, wait a minute. Um, let me check it. Can I check his finger? Can Charles check his finger? Can I try to pick up on some bandages and... There's nothing wrong with his hand. He, he totally <laughs> played it off. Twig? Move it. <laughs> He's like, what? I didn't want to do all the work myself. Uh, you think I'd really smash my own hand? I mean... Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, probably right. And it shoves the coffin into the thing, and he doesn't put the lid on because putting 24 giant nails in there, then we'd have to try to get the lid off of it. <laughs> That's a whole other 20 minutes. <laughs> um, and then if she's still alive, I mean, good God. Uh, but no, she's not. Uh, has anybody looked at her? <laughs> not up until this not point. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, she has like deep black lips that are poofy. Looks like you totally tell it's been three days of, and, and the poison's really showing through. Like it's black veins. It, it doesn't look like she died in a like soft way, like Cantarella style, like spewed blood and bleeding from her eyes and nose and ears. But, I mean, she's cleaned up now. I mean, he at least did that so people could look at her, but no one knows what those types of poisons look like. But Okay, two questions. And ask Charles. Uh, two, two questions. Uh, Blanche, uh, Elizabeth, um, we, will we live in the B, just as it is? Uh, do we deliver her do what we do here or we simply uh, resurrect her and bring her back because this isn't this doesn't quite sit with me um, what do you think Elizabeth looks down on the map and kind of looks past the row of houses like a couple of couple of rows down and then she looks back up and kind of points to the map as she talks like do you think maybe we could drag the card like just far enough away from here that no one would be able to hear like there seems to be some slightly more deserted areas if if we revive her and just stay with her until she's well, we don't know how she's going to react until she's somewhat stable again and then figure out if, I don't know, if we can send her somewhere, if she has some family somewhere she can go to. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, this whole thing feels just shady, um, but you know, I think we should uh, find some place we can hide and um, get her, you know, resurrect her maybe she can give us more information and insight as to what happened yeah yeah uh just uh, regarding uh charles past with uh, uh meddling with the plants and animals can i get any sense of the poison it was used uh do a um i don't know i don't even know if they have herbalism in there Nature. 
Nature. Oh. Nature. 17. Yeah, it, it was uh, a version of uh, Cantarella. Cantarella, okay. Vicious. Like, you die a horrible death. Okay, thank and you. And it takes, like, it takes time, so, like, it takes minutes, sometimes hours, depending on how much you have. Okay. Uh, uh, Twig starts pulling the cart. Uh, which way we got? God, she's heavy. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth, um, she points to, um, towards the right side of the map, like a couple of houses down. We're going, going this way. Um, here you're going back to, or, uh, you're going this way, back towards the, um, the shop. Yeah, then uh, wasn't there like a graveyard over to uh, even further to the right? Or am I remembering completely wrong here? Was it to the left, that big open space where the mouse is? Oh, yeah, yeah that was okay. That was kind of where it was. That's where I wanted to go. <laughs> okay. okay. So you make it to the graveyard area, and uh, yeah, there's a bunch of empty holes like that haven't been filled yet. Is there like enough um, tombstones or some trees or something we can kind of hide behind from? Oh yeah, it's pretty well. Too many done. prying eyes. Yeah, it's, it's it's yeah, and it's starting to get dark out, so you guys are are okay. uh, you guys are good. <sighs> Let's see, we got some sort of potion, I believe, to revive bodies. Um, Elizabeth, uh, she stands with the, um, the vial and kind of just looks at it and... Do you think we just, like, is it kind of like, does she need to drink some of this? Do we need to pour it down her throat? What do you guys think we should do with it? You can get instructions. That stupid shopkeeper. <laughs> what a dick. Well, maybe... Try giving it for a bit, but how much? Also, it's a small vial, so I doubt it takes much. Blanche is looking; she's really intrigued by this, and she's getting a little fidgety. Um, she, she's like, "Can I do it?" And <laughs> she kind of reaches for the vial. Perfectly <laughs> well, fine. I mean, Elizabeth yeah. says and just like hands it over. It's perfectly fine, not dealing with this particular thing. And. Um, Charles also moves away and holds Twig by the, the scruff of his neck just to yeah. stay. Twig, Twig's like, he pushes the cart and slides the whole thing into one of the holes. So it's just kind of, ah, there you go. Now you're at so, kneeling for, wow. It's gonna, you should probably do that sooner than later. The moon's coming out. <laughs> Uh, you guys think maybe a drop on the tongue, maybe? Just see what happens? You think that'd be enough? I'm thinking something like that, yeah. yeah. Just, I just... Mean, you have ten vials, like, you could... The idea is... Oh, okay, we have oh, okay. ten. I... Okay, so one. <laughs> I thought we only got one. Well, if we have ten, then by all means, use the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. She, uh, Blanche uh, goes over to the corpse, and she kind of pries the mouth open a bit, and she pours the, she pours okay. the vial in. Now... Roll me a insanity check. 
as you pry her mouth open and pop oh, the vial into her mouth. It's just a 1d20, right? Uh, it's a percentage, and plus your, uh, whatever your, oh, you, did you take insanity damage before? I think you've taken a little bit. Uh, from the, um, the spider. Yeah, yeah, so just d100, as long as you're under that other percentage, you're good. I rolled a 14. Okay. I'm still making modification from it. Uh, <clears throat> how this works, it might be a 20 system and not a percentage system. Um, as soon as you go to put the vial in the mouth, her eyes pop open and has this horrid look on her face. But you haven't dropped any of the liquid into her mouth as the moonlight ripples across her body. That's when her eyes opened. And uh, you're drawn back, like you stumble back. The vial is still on her lips, but uh, you're like, ah! Uh, but the, it hasn't gone in. And uh, that's where we're going to end uh, this episode. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this is bullshit! <laughs> no, uh, I, no, no. Thank you for listening to Crumpets and Kerosene, The Golden Age. Our cast is Stephanie as Blanche Gray, the wizard, Bettina as Elizabeth Everly, and our storyteller is Kelly Williams. We would also like to give a special shout out to all of the voice actors and writers who contribute to our show. Join us on social media on Instagram at Crumpets and Kerosene. Join us on Facebook at Crumpets and Kerosene Podcast, and also find us on Discord. Links can be found in the show notes. Our intro and outro music is done by Ironweed, a heavy metal band from Rancagua, Chile. Audio editing is done by Kelly Williams. Sound effects are sourced from Epidemic Sounds and remastered on Vegas Pro 17 and Adobe Edition. Hello everyone, my name is Philippe, but I'm also known as Rimgar. You can find me on Instagram at Maps, where I am a fantasy cartographer drawing fantasy maps and maps for tabletop games like Dungeons and & Dragons and Pathfinder, and currently I'm also working on my homebrew world, Elendor. You can check it out at World Anvil. Hey, this is Stephanie. I play Blanche on Crumpets and Kerosene the Golden Age. I'm also a watercolor artist. Check out my website, tipsydroodstudio.com, to browse through my work and order prints, and follow me on Instagram at tipsydroodstudio. Maximum roll. Join us each week as we interview folks within the gaming and entertainment industry, such as writers, illustrators, artists, podcasts, Twitch and YouTube streamers, social media content creators, handcrafted gaming apparel and merchandise, and much more. You can find Maximum Roll on Apple and Spotify and anywhere else you find your podcast. If you want to be interviewed on the show, just email us at maximumrollentertainment.com at gmail.com or instagram at maximum underscore role underscore entertainment underscore llc and if you like maximum role check out some of the other dungeons and dragons podcasts and streams on the maximum role entertainment podcast network need some excitement on that morning drive to work welcome adventurers to Constructed Chaos, a live play Dungeons & Dragons podcast full of unpredictable antics, borking doggos, and engaging fantasy storytelling and roleplay. 
With sessions recorded in a professional studio setting, you'll feel every bit of the action and hear every snide remark by the snarky NPCs. Jump in and have a listen to our flagship campaign, The Wrath of Zealous, to help us construct some chaos. This is Mark Reinhagen, creator of Vampire the Masquerade and all those other monster games. If you like what I did before, you're going to love the Accursed series of games using a narrative version of the D20 5e game system, in which you play cursed beings in a dark fantasy setting called Lostlorn. I'm working with a collective of artists, writers, and game designers called the Tailspinners to bring this world and these games to life, and you're welcome to join us on the ride. We are releasing a new zine every month, uh, which in a series of six detail and outline a unique and amazing campaign setting. We started with Bloodstone Isle and are moving next onto Invictus, the city of bridges. For a nominal sum, you can get these delivered to you monthly on Patreon. Just type in patreon.com backslash lostlorn. Thanks for listening.